Hi, I'm AJ, your host. When we leave this world, all that is left of us are our stories and photographs. If our words no longer flow from our breath, it is up to those we leave behind to tell our tales of a life well lived. If you are in the mood for a story, then you have come to the right place. So take a seat, friend, as you are in for a Johnson's Tale. Welcome to the Johnson's Tales podcast. Welcome to the first episode of Johnson's Tales. Hi, I'm AJ, your host and curator of tales from one well-lived life. Gary Johnson knew that he always wanted to be a teacher, and he did not let obstacles get in the way of achieving that dream. He took teaching for what it was and turned it into what it could be. His lessons went far beyond the classroom, and the relationships he built with his students extended far beyond their college years. I want to say a very special thank you to Bud. Thank you for sharing your dad with all of us. Through these tales, it is my hope that others learn what you already know, that your dad was one in a million and there will never be another teacher like him. So let's go back to where it all began. Fun fact, I wasn't even born yet. Let's go all the way back to his college years in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, specifically when he was a student teacher. I was thinking about lessons learned, and I thought about how one big mistake changed the course of my entire life. When you go into teacher education, they don't have you actually teach until you're at the end of the program. The last thing you do is student teach just before graduation. I was placed in a school to teach high school English with a supervisor teacher who had plenty of experience. No matter how hard I tried, I just couldn't please this woman. Everything I did was not good enough for her. We got to the end. She told me that she was not going to pass me. My career flashed before my eyes. I could graduate. I would have a degree, but I wouldn't be able to get a teaching license. I was so brokenhearted. All I ever wanted to be was a teacher. Lucky for me, a new federal program called the Teacher Corps was looking for people who had a degree but no teaching license. I applied to that program so fast, and I actually got in. We were able to get a master's degree. Part of the program included student teaching. I was terrified. I was terrified that I was going to fail and that the supervisor teacher I had all of those years ago was right about me, that I wasn't meant to be a teacher. The day came when my advisor from the university came out to the school to observe me. She sat in the back of the room taking copious notes, looking up every now and then. I nervously got through my lesson. After the class was over, she told me we needed to talk. I was sure I was dead. We sat down. She asked me the name of the supervisor teacher that had failed me. I told her the name and then asked her why she wanted to know. She said, well, she obviously knows nothing about teaching and that I was made 
to be a teacher. That program and that master's degree opened so many doors for me, but it confirmed what I knew all along, what I knew in my heart that I was supposed to teach. Don't be afraid to fail. You'd never know what it might lead to and never take anybody's negative idea about yourself seriously. Check your seatbelt, check passengers around you, keep all hands inside the car because we are about to travel forward in time to when Gary was principal at the LaCourte Orioles School in Hayward, Wisconsin. When I was a K through 12 principal at LCO, a position I didn't seek but agreed to accept, I had a policy of encouraging elders to be at the school. Their presence had a wonderful effect on everyone. It gave me the chance to get to know many of them and learn from them too. At our school, we accepted a lot of kids that had no place to go. We as teachers and staff did the best to make a good education available to all of our students that walked through the doors. One day, two boys came to us from Red Lake. The boys had been raised by their grandparents. Sadly, their grandparents passed on and the boys were sent to live with a relative out here on LCO. They were very quiet boys and were no trouble at all. But soon it became apparent that the boys were very behind in their studies and each one had trouble keeping up in the classroom. At that time, I also served as part of the M team staff to evaluate students who were struggling in their studies. Through our review, it was determined that the boys were at least two years behind their current grade levels. Well, after all of the testing, it was determined that it was not an IQ problem and that we would have to work extra hard to get them back on track. We were doing everything we could to get these boys on track. No matter what we did or tried, it just wasn't working and the boys continued to fall further behind their peers. I was at my wit's end and running out of ideas to help the boys. So I decided to reach out to their school on Red Lake and checked further into their backgrounds. What I found out was that Ojibwe was the first language in their home. Their grandparents were fluent Ojibwe speakers and only spoke Ojibwe to the boys. The boys only heard English outside of the home. Although the boys didn't speak Ojibwe, they understood it perfectly. The learning plan we had laid out for the boys just wasn't working. I decided to go against that damn plan and reached out to Joe Homsky and asked if he could help the boys. I asked him if he could translate the teacher's lesson into Ojibwe from the boys. As soon as he did that, the boys' work improved dramatically and we got them back on par by the end of the school year. The boys even tested out of special ed. Before this intervention, they were having to listen to the teacher in English, then translate it into Ojibwe, then respond back on their assignments or orally answer their teachers in class in English. They thought in Ojibwe first and English second, which is amazing, by the way. I'm sure there is some kind of theory in education to explain that. There is always an answer to a problem. 
All you have to do is look hard enough and find a solution that fits the individual child that you are working with. I hope you enjoyed that tale as much as I did. If you would like to find out more about Gary Johnson and the story you just heard, head on over to johnsonstales.com. Did you know Gary? Do you have a story to share? Send it on over to johnsontales at gmail.com. Take care and I will see you next week for another Johnson's Tale.